Hallelujah, everyone. Indeed, it is a privilege to be here in the presence of the Lord, worshiping with his people. I want to thank Sister Wright for her warm words of introduction. Truly, the Lord is good. He has kept us, not because we are deserving, but because he is merciful. Because of his mercy, we give him thanks. We gather here with the certainty and the full knowledge that surer than the fact that the sun will rise tomorrow, Jesus is coming soon. We look forward to the day when the skies will break and we will greet our Savior and King. It's not a fantasy. It's real. It's a reality. And today it is my wish that we would get that sense that Jesus is coming. It is my wish that we would also see that there are dangers gathering on every side. And that if you are not under the banner of Jesus Christ, you are not riding with him, then you are on the losing side. It is my wish that we would see that no matter what we give up to please Christ, it is going to be okay. Many persons want more out of this life. But the reason you are here is to cement your place for time and eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Kind Father, we thank you for your mercies. For indeed, Lord, they are new every morning. We come before you, Lord, because as the Lord that keepeth Israel, you neither slumber nor sleep. We ask, Lord, that as we come, we will forget ourselves and our circumstances and focus upon you so that our relationship will grow and that we will see, Lord, that despite everything, Jesus is still good to us because he, having done all, is able to present us faultless before the throne of God. So today, Lord, we ask that you will use me, despite of myself, as an instrument to proclaim the certain sound of your holy word. Give us, Lord, a message, we pray. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Selected Messages, Book 1. And even though it's at the last part of the sermon, I'm reading it first because I don't want to forget it. Dangers are continually increasing. So says Sister White in Chapter 8. The dangers coming upon us are continually increasing. 
Are we living careless? Sometimes, sometimes we play flip and flop in God's church. Yes. But the admonition is it is high time that we put on the whole armor of God. What kind of time? High time. Full time. No time. Not next week. Not even later. No is the time that we should put on the whole armor of God and work earnestly to keep Satan from gaining any further advantage. Is Satan trying to work in your lives? Yes. Is he using conventional and unconventional means? Yes. Are they going to become more stringent? Yes. Even to the point where your very lives will legally in the courts of men be required of you if you are obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ. Many works are taking place now behind the scenes aimed at the commandment keeping people of the Lord. Yes. That's you and I. Yes. But God says, ye are my friend. <laughs> if you do what now? What I say? Yes. And God's friends, he will rise up for them. The Revelation says at that time, yes. Shahu, Micah, the archangel, Jesus Christ, stand up for his people. Satan is trying his best to gain advantage. But listen to this. Angels of God. That excel in strength. What kind of angels? Angels of God. That excel in strength. Are waiting for us to call them to our aid. So many times. We tend to neglect prayer. We neglect the help that is available. Yes. And we suffer the consequences unnecessarily. Because it is when, like the disciples, when the boat was going under, that they remember that Jesus was in the vessel. So many times it is when the perplexities are overtaking us. That we remember that angels of God that excel in strength are waiting for us to call them to our aid. That our faith may not be eclipsed by the fierceness of the conflict. Renewed energy is now needed. Vigilant action is called for. Why? Because if we examine ourselves carefully and we are honest with ourselves, there are times in our lives when indifference to the church, a lot of people find fault with the church. But even if you find fault with the church, there's no fault with God. No. Amen. 
And if you are in a relationship with the church, and the church hurt your feelings, you might leave the church. But if you are in a relationship with God, which you should be, Christ will not hurt your feelings, but he will tell you the truth. And sometimes when you are contrary, you grow indifference in your life. And you find every excuse to walk out on Jesus Christ. Let me tell us something. Indifference and slothfulness will result in the loss of personal religion and in the loss of heaven. Cement your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. With who? Select your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. First, then with Adventism. You didn't get that? Select and cement Jesus as your top priority. Not Adventism. Adventism is as a result of a true walk with Jesus Christ. You know many persons love the church but don't love Jesus. Hard, hard thing to say. But it is true. Because if we love Jesus, there would be a change in our life. If we love Jesus, we would be his friend. If we love Jesus, then there will be a difference in how we relate to one another. And so we call for us to love Jesus first. Love him because when the laws are passed, that the commandment keepers must be put to death, it is that love relationship that will see you willing even to go to the stakes. And the stakes are coming. Stakes are coming. The persecution is coming. Question is, if you live to see, if God don't put you to rest, to save your own soul, will you stand in that great day? My topic today is having done all. Having done all. John chapter 15. And I want us to use the Bibles today. John chapter 15. Starting out at verse 5. The Lord speaking, Jesus himself speaking. And, and when Jesus speaks, we ought to listen. John, I don't know if he wrote it verbatim, but he wrote it according to how the Spirit inspired him. And here is Jesus speaking a parable of the true vine. And the Lord says, or of the vine, I am the vine. 
And Jesus speaking of himself. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him shall bring forth much what now? Fruit. For without me he can do nothing. That's lesson number one. If you're working outside of Christ to achieve your own salvation as men are teaching today, you won't achieve anything. We can only be saved if we abide in Jesus Christ. Make him your all in all. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is what? Withered. And men gather them and cast them where? Into the fire. And they are burned. That's lesson number two. If Jesus is not reigning in your heart, no matter the pretense, there comes a time when the census will be taken. And if you are not bearing fruit, cut you off, and you are slated where for destruction in hell's fire. Nobody can pray you into heaven. So, so, so if you are one of them who love to listen, other shepherd, and them tell you that they can pray you, even when you're dead, from, from where you are into heaven, forget it. Jesus is the true shepherd. It is his voice you must listen to. He says, if you are not abiding in me and I'm not abiding in you, hell's fire will be your above. People don't like that. I said, preacher, beat them at church. But preachers must talk the truth. Yes. And the whole truth. Yes. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what he will of me, and it shall be done unto you. That's lesson number three. Many lessons today. If you are a true child of Christ, your top top of your asking list should not be material things. It should be a closer walk with Jesus. A closer what? A closer walk with Jesus. Top of our list is to be with Jesus in his kingdom. Not just for a time, but for eternity. Everything else is secondary. The degree is secondary. The nice family is secondary. And I have a nice family. Lovely wife. Some of you don't know her. Sister, right? There she is in the blue. Yes. Uh, but that's secondary. Not true. Our priority is with Jesus because there comes a time in life when you might need to decide between temporal things and spiritual things. Yes. And you must choose Jesus. You must choose Jesus. 
Herein is my Father glorified, that he may bear much fruit, so that he, so shall he be my disciples. Lesson number four. Christians must make disciples. Christians must make what? Disciples. Christians ought to lead exemplary lives. Why? Because if you are experiencing the goodness of the kingdom, shouldn't you want to tell others about Jesus? Yet the mission fields are short of workers. The mission fields in our homes are short of workers. The mission fields in our communities are short of workers. The mission fields in our workplaces are short of workers because most times we are ashamed of Jesus. Don't want to own him. Don't want to work for him. We must break up our family. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Big lesson number five. Christ to what? Love us as his Father what? Love him. Christ loved us as his father loved him who loved him enough to resurrect him after he died on Calvary's cross why as an example showing to us that if we are obedient to him in our day when he comes the second time if we die he will also what resurrect us unto life eternal it's a big lesson a big lesson for us to get. Sometimes we fear death. And nobody wants to die. But it is inevitable. As soon as you're born, you start to die. Yes. Yeah? It's a necessary, I wouldn't say evil, but it's a necessary reality for us to understand. But if we die in Christ, we are assured that we one day will be what? resurrected because Christ loved us who will send angels to mark the very spot where his faithful are. If he love, if he keep my commandments, he shall abide in my love. And I don't want you to miss that first phrase. If he keep my commandments. He shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my father's commandments. And abide in his love. I don't want you to miss this point. Lesson number six. Jesus himself, who is a member of the Godhead. He is the creator of this earth and no doubt countless other planets and solar systems. He is himself a commandment keeper. 
Few ni man. Not just the ten. All the commandments. Few ni man. Have seen it fit to put their traditions and their so-called laws above the Creator's law and make systems to mock Him in the very cross that they wear around their neck is the tea for Tammuz saying that they have defeated Jesus Christ. Puny man have set up systems telling others, deceiving almost the entire world, telling others that they can forgive sin. Telling others that God's commandments have been done away with and they have put their own systems in place, moving God's commandments from 10 to 15, writing their own Bible, putting aside his memorial of creation, acting and walking throughout this earth as if they are king of kings and lord of lords. Puny man. But here's Christ saying that he himself, who is God, who sits at the right hand of his father, is a commanding king of We cannot stress it enough. Cannot say it to our children enough. Make Jesus your center. Make loving him and keeping his law the top priority in your life. We cannot say to our young people enough. If you have a goal and it does not involve Jesus Christ, discard it. Discard it, put it aside, make Jesus your all in all. So many things are there to distract us. I said I have a whole lot of lesson books that our children and even older ones are learning from. And a lot of teachers too. The arch deceiver that he is has set up churches and pulpits, yes, to teach lessons that are contrary to the Bible. So many of us are fascinated by, fascinated by the entertainers that are out there. Fascinated by their messages. Fascinated by their practices of evil. Some of those practices include witchcraft. You have seen it in the news. A guy who got killed over a, a ring. Yes, evil. So many praying to the dead. Eh? Passing baby over casket. Mm -hmm. Evil. So much evil and darkness it seems has taken over the society again. And we are running full speed ahead back to the dark ages. 
Why? We turn our backs on his word, the light of his word. The, the Bible is not given prominence anymore in the homes. So many people, the only devotion that they have is what goes on in school. So many children can't pray. So many persons in our congregation don't like to pray. And as elders and persons who write up the, 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 the book, it's about the hardest section to fill is who is to do the prayer. We need to ask ourselves, are we living as if it's the last days? Because if we are living as if it's the last days, well, it's not as if it is the last days. We must be living a different life, a prayer life, a relationship life with Jesus Christ. The young people, all at once, we, we, we have an ambition to achieve certain things. Uh, and, and sometimes to achieve it, we push aside Christ. And think we're going to um, achieve. I'll take the time to tell you this. Even if I don't say anything else today. I was in college. I walked the hollow and sacred hills in Mandu. It was my second semester there. And I said to myself, I would like to have the yellow slash across my chest as a mark of honor when I graduate. But in order to have that, you have to have a GPA of 3.5. And the courses that I was doing now in the second semester were things that I'm familiar with. But I said to myself, I need to score all A's because coming down the line is going to be hard. And I reasoned, and I remember the reasoning well. I'm going to quit the quarterly and give the time to study. I remember it well. Quit the quarterly and I gave the time and things that I should get A in because I hardly get a C. What's the lesson here, young people and older ones too? If Christ is not at the head of the table, everything else that you engage in is bound to fail. If God wasn't on my side in his mercy, we would have dropped up there. Why? Put Christ on the back burner. Trying to achieve temporal goals. You know what? I learned a lesson that I wish you would not engage and learn on your own. Take it from me. The GPA was 3.49. 
at the end of the sojourn, and I have to look on everybody else in their yellow, and me just stand up in my black, because you put Christ at the back, you have to pay the price, put him first, give him your best energies now, he will bless you. And sometimes we, 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 we seek peace and fulfillment outside of Christ. We seek the pleasures of the world. We are going to end up in problems. You know of the man called Solomon? Solomon sought pleasures everywhere. Despite the fact that Solomon had 1,000 women in his life, it was brought home forcefully to me that the record showed that he only had three children or two. 1,000 women. And the record shows two or three children. He said it himself that when he looked into the whole matter, and the pursuits that he engaged in. Solomon had libraries and knowledge brought from all over the world. He had more riches than any king of Israel. Yes, even his very throne, not just his throne, the throne that his wife sat upon could run Jamaica if it split it up and sell it. The gold, I overlaid with gold, could run Jamaica for 50 years in today's value. He was rich. You know what he said? Hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and give him what? Glory for this is what? The whole what? Duty of God. It's a lesson for us as Christians to learn that the things of the world will only bring you pain. Let Christ be the one who dispenses to you what you should have. He will give you what is needed. Let's look at verse 11. These things I have spoken unto you. That my joy might what remain in you. And that your joy might be full. You can only be happy. The song says happiness is to know the Savior living a life within his favor. That is what we should strive for, to know the Savior, to have a relationship with him so that our joy may be full. Don't let the advertisement of the devil fool you. Here's a good advertisement that the devil is having and is fooling a lot of people today. Bringing some of the world into the church. Yeah. So it starts off with the music. Uh, and and um, you want concerts at church, but the music must sound like the world's one. And you want to do the actions of the world. So you want to jump and get something on wave, like the world. 
and jump up like the world and and instead of the, the church changing the world what we're noticing is that the world is changing the church that sometimes if you turn down the volume of two concerts one for the world and one for the church you could never tell the difference because the patrons look the same they're doing the same thing they're jumping up the same way God is not pleased Christians are to be speckled bird peculiar people you are called to be a royal priesthood we are sons and daughters of a king we are slated to be with Christ for time and eternity. Don't throw away your salvation for moments of pleasure. Boyfriend and girlfriend, illicit sexual practices in the church. Marriage is not exemplary anymore. Church people in divorce court more than the world. It's running 50-50 at the moment. Church divorce, world divorce. What kind of world are we living in? People don't see the sanctity of God's institutions and how the devil is attacking them. And I know circumstances might dictate the necessity of it for some. But we need to put our families in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Children leaving the church to go and find pleasure. And for a moment they might seem to be happy and seem to be prospering. But disaster awaits them. More prayer and fasting need to be done now in our homes. For our children, more prayer and fasting needs to be done in church. And that the emphasis should be the family. Because not only is the devil attacking the Sabbath as one of the original institutions of creation, he is attacking the family. We must live a life of example in church. Life of example, because the, the best lessons are taught not by words, but by action. The, 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 the church and us in the home need to teach by our lifestyle, by our action. I rather see a sermon than to hear one any day I rather one should walk with me than merely tell the way the eye is a better pupil and more willing than the ear find counsel is confusing but examples are always clear until we rise up and be priests in our homes and be leaders in our church and live lives of example in our communities. Our message will not be effective. Our joy will not be full. Here's the Lord in verse 12. This is my commandment. That he love one another. As you love me. As, as I have loved you. 
listen this. Big lesson here. It's not when people give you something they love you. Yeah, a lot of people complain in church. No love no in a church. Because you're not getting nothing. But you're alive today because of a prayer prayed by someone in church. You're here today in church because of an encouragement that was given to you by a churchman. It's not always gimme, take him. Show love in church. Sometimes there are persons who are on their knees hours of the night praying prayer on your behalf. That is love. Many are the efforts that are made to go out into the communities by church people. To bring you messages of hope. To tell you that Jesus is coming soon. That you need to have a relationship with him and you respond to that message. That is love. Yes, we need to do more on the temporal side. Nobody is saying that. But if you are in church and you are not showing the love that you want to see. You are making a mistake. This is my commandment. Greater love in verse 13. Hath no man done this. That a man laid down his life. For his friends. Heaven. And I could stop here. After this. I will observe to after. Heaven. Has no greater lesson book than Calvary's cross. Heaven has no greater lesson book than Calvary's cross. Because on Calvary's cross is shown the love of the creator of the universe. For a rogue planet. We are the only rebellious planet. That's what the Bible shows us. That's what the spiritual prophecy tells us. Earth. Rebellious planet. Sinned against God. Their creator. Their owner. Gave God's authority. That he ceded to Adam, to the devil. Adam had authority. In choosing to obey the devil, he gave the authority that God gave him over to the devil. Yet God kept his appointment that day. Came down and he called Adam. And Adam ran. And had sought to cover himself when he found himself naked with fig leaves. It's a lesson to us that your effort can't save you. His fig leaves couldn't cover his nakedness. But God came not with condemnation, but with what? With love. And he gave him a message in Genesis 3 and verse 15, pointing out to him that one day. Christ would come. 
that he would subject himself to man's indignation. And though he could have called 10,000 angels, he kept his mouth shut because in his vision he saw you and I. And he wants us to be saved. He presents to us Calvary with his son stretched out on the cross. The man who commanded the angels that the father, the spirit of prophecy said, had to veil earth because the angels would have broken rank to save their commander. The father veiled the earth. There would have been a mighty rebellion. They would have come and they would have liberated Christ from Calvary's cross. But even in his prayer, Christ says, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. But not my will, but what? Thy will be done. It is for you and I in this very moment that Christ saw, and from the ages past and the ages to come, he saw his people and he knew that his sacrifice would not have been in vain. Heaven, that's heaven's, for want of a better term, that's heaven's draw card. The church, therefore, can have no better drunkard than Calvary's cross. And who is stretched out upon it, or who was stretched out upon it. Sometimes we want to use other things to keep people coming to church. You put in music, we put in free food. We put in all sorts of something. If you are not coming here to serve Jesus out of the love that was expressed on Calvary's cross, your coming is in vain. If you are setting up any other method to draw people into the church, you are not doing God's work. Calvary. Calvary. Calvary should be the center of our message. The Jesus who died on Calvary should be the lesson that we go out and preach and tell to the world that they must respond to that love. Christ laid down his life for his friends. But he says something else. You are only my friends. If you keep my commands. Think on these things, Virgil. You are only my friends if you keep my commands. Put Jesus first in your lives, and all will be. Right.